Hey guys, welcome to Unraveling Season 1. I'm your host, Nicole Arend. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. I'm so excited for this new season. This season, we will be jumping into a worship series where I'll be sharing stories and interviewing guests about worship songs that bring them back to a place of remembrance of God's faithfulness in their lives. In this episode, I will tell my own story of how God's reckless love showed up in my life. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, This is just our first episode in the new series or new season, um, the worship series that I'm doing. And by the title of this episode, um, How God's Reckless Love Showed Up in My Life, um, the song choice that I'm going to be talking about is Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. And the reason I'm doing this series is because I go through seasons, and I'm sure most of us do, where we find ourselves just falling back into the stresses of life and the busyness of our days, and we just forget about God's faithfulness, or we forget about the moments that we were just embraced by His presence, or just the times that we were just so amazed by His grace, His power, His beauty, And the reason I'm doing this series is because I want to take us back to those places. I want to take us back to the moments, the times, being in his presence, remembering the beauty and the power of his salvation and his love for us. And so I'm doing a three-part series here for me. um, And the three main songs that were very pivotal in my life in reminding me of God's faithfulness. And so the first one that I'm doing is um, Reckless Love. And the reason that I'm doing this song is because it has... it One, it's a beautiful song, but two, the story and the power and the impact and the way it brings me back to this place where God was working and moving in my life is just incredible. And every time I hear it, I can't help but just burst into tears and just praise him and remember him. And I love this song so much and why it's so beautiful, just because it just, it pictures God's love for us in in a way that we don't necessarily always think of his love for us. You know, hearing the title of his reckless love, you're like, well, I don't think God's a reckless man. I don't think he's reckless in all that he does. But the love that he has for us, that he just so lavishly pours out onto us, that is the recklessness of it, that he is willing to go high and low and break down the walls and break down the barriers and and climb up anything or break down anything or go through anything just to be with you, just to get you back, just to show you his love for you. And I love that image of just God leaving the 99 and coming to get the one. Um, It's just such a beautiful story. And so this song significance in my own personal life, when I first came to the Lord, I I was on the verge of committing suicide, actually. I had been going through, at that point, six years of depression and bullying and just different forms of abuse left and right, and I was just in this place of, I don't really know what I'm doing anymore, and I don't really want to 
exist and I had different attempts. I had one attempt when I was a senior in high school and that was supposed to be my last one where I remember crying on the floor, praying out to God to not let me die. And at that point, I didn't really have a relationship with the Lord. I mean, I grew up you know, going to youth group and went to the winter camps and did the altar calls and everything. And, you know, the idea of God's love, you know, just sounded so good. And I I wanted to be in that and I wanted to be his, but I didn't know what that meant fully. And so, you know, I would feel bad for the sin that I did. And I would be like, okay, I want to, I want to stop doing this. I want to live a good life. I want to live a better life. And so let me just try this Jesus thing out and see how it goes. And then when it doesn't, you know, add up to how, to my expectations of what it should be, then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm out because clearly this isn't working. And so it's just more so of a, a tool to bring me comfort rather than a tool to bring me peace through the midst of all the storms and everything. Um, and so I got to a point in my life, uh, my sophomore year in college, the very beginning of my sophomore year in college, and I just remember feeling so numb, and I was in a terrible relationship that I had just gotten out of, and the whole family was, their whole family was just mean and terrible to me, and it was just not a good it was just not a good breakup at all. And I had already been feeling numb and broken and depressed. And the reason I was in that relationship in the first place was trying to feel something. And so I was just in this place of drinking and partying and running my own life and just totally, totally doing my own thing and not really thinking or caring about what the Lord has to say or you know, living for him or surrendering anything to him. Um, At that point, I was just, I was like, well, I'm done with my life. I'm done with everything. And so it was at this point where I had made a plan to overdose on drugs. I had some friends that I knew who could get me different things, um, and I was planning to accidentally, quotes around accidentally, um, overdose, but it was definitely going to be super intentional and purposeful. And so I had this whole thing planned out. I set a date, everything. And the night that I was going to make the phone call um, to my friends, quotes around friends again, because they weren't really that great of friends. They were just people that I had connections with, I guess. Um the same night that I was making that phone call, my roommate at the time who, you know, the Lord put in my life, again, just another, um, image of his, of his faithfulness to me in that season. Um, she was a Christian girl and we dormed together our freshman year and we'd moved out of the, uh, dorms to live in an apartment together. And so she was trying to find a church out by our school um, that we could go to and so I was like yeah I'll go with you because I like considered myself to be a Christian because I went to church on Sundays and went to youth group and went to church camp and everything so I was like yeah I I go to church I have a bible that means I'm a Christian for sure Um, and so I was like yeah like let's try to find a church together and so 
we hadn't found one at that point, but she had seen one that she really liked um, or had heard some really good things about and wanted to check out. And so she went that weekend to check out this church, this new church that she, um, you know, heard about. And so she went and that night when I was going to make the phone call, she sent me the sermon from that service that she went to. And that sermon was about the prodigal son. Um, and she sent that to me and, and I was like, all right, I got it from her. And she was like, Hey, like, this is a sermon from the church that I was telling you about. Maybe next week we can go together. And in my mind, I was like, next week, I probably won't be here. And then it was just in that moment where I see that text from her, literally the moment I'm going to call to plan my suicide. And I just remember feeling like this deep, this deep pool, you know, to to just like, you know what, let's just watch it. You know, there can't be anything wrong with just watching this, you know, like she's my friend and, you know, maybe, maybe this, maybe this will be a good thing. And I remember that was totally not from me because in my mind I was completely set on being numb and wanting to die and not wanting to feel anything anymore. And so it was definitely from the Lord just overcoming me and just being like, you're going to watch this sermon. You're going to sit down. You're going to watch this whole video. So I pulled out my laptop, opened it up and watched the sermon and like I said it was on the prodigal son um and after hearing that and for those of you who might not be familiar with that story basically it's about um this dad with two sons and one of the sons just gets fed up and he takes his all of his inheritance and runs out um into the into the world and spends all of his money and lives the lifestyle that he thinks he wants and then ends up realizing that he has nothing and he runs out of money he doesn't have any friends he ends up eating out of the pig troughs and or he's lower than the pigs basically and so he's like you know I I need a return to my dad because even his servants eat better than these pigs are eating and so I'm going to I'm going to go to him and tell him that I will work for him and I will do all this stuff for him and you know I'm just going to run back to him and and see what he says and so he's traveling back to him and he has this whole thing planned out in his head about you know that he's going to work for him um and then as soon as the dad sees him off in a distance he runs out and throws a robe on him and gives him a kiss and calls him in and just throws his arm around him and he says the son that I've lost is now found and that's just such a beautiful picture of how God loves us and after hearing that sermon that night it was it felt like it was totally speaking to me and like it pulled on all my heartstrings it pulled on everything like the Lord knows what he's doing he knew what he was doing in that moment and so um, I just remember sitting there being like, I was the one who, you know, was, I went to church. I went to church camps. I was surrounded by a community of people who loved the Lord, who loved me. 
and yet I still wanted more and yet I didn't understand or realize what I had I didn't know the beauty and the grace and the love of God in a way that you know just completely encaptures me and makes me want to fall to my knees and bow down to him and and so in that in that space I was like I, that was me I I had it all and I didn't know it and so I ran off to do the life that thought was going to give me worth and meaning and value the life that I thought that I wanted um and it turned out that it gave me nothing but emptiness and brokenness and there I was sitting in my room literally on the verge of wanting to die and the Lord drops this in front of me and says just come run to me just stop living the life that you're living and come run to me because I'm waiting for you and I'm going to run after you, and I'm going to run towards you, and I'm going to welcome you in, and we're going to have a feast because you've returned to me. And I just remember hearing those words and seeing that and just feeling God's love for me, the recklessness of his love, him lavishly pouring it out onto me, like... (laughs) you know, not sparingly, not like, oh, here's a little bit of love, here's a little bit of nuggets to bring you in, but like dropping everything and being like, no, I want you and we're going to have a feast and we're going to celebrate because you have returned. And I just remember feeling that love and that burst into my heart. And it was in that moment that um, God used that passage and that sermon um, to save my life. Um in every single way. (laughs) He saved my life from an eternal death and he saved me from, you know, taking my own life that would lead me into eternal death. And so he's bringing me back into this new life. And I just remember after that, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this life anymore. And so I, um, I originally planned to do this accidental overdose party night, whatever, with my sister. And I remember calling her up and being like, hey, so that plan that we had, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. And my sister's very much like, okay, yeah, no worries. Like, no pressure. Like, I don't want to pressure you into doing anything that you don't want to do. Like, because I had never wanted to drink or do any sort of drugs or anything in my life before that, Um, before I had become like numb and partied and everything um and so she's like oh yeah no pressure like I don't want to pressure you into that like you know she's always been super like I don't want to pressure you to drink anything I don't want to pressure you to do any of that like in your own timing but then I was like no like I don't want to do any of that anymore like I'm I'm going to church now like that's not my life anymore that's not who I am anymore I just remember it was just that instantaneous like transformation of my heart and of my life where I was just like I'm all in because I literally was at the rock bottom and I had absolutely nothing and I didn't I didn't want anything but then the Lord stepped in and gave me new meaning and gave me new purpose and gave me new life and that's when I was like I don't want to live the life that I was living and I want to walk into this newness of life I've I am I've been transformed I've been awakened by the spirit and I am living this new life with the Lord and I just remember feeling a joy that I couldn't that I feel like you just can't explain to somebody who hasn't gone through it 
because it's just so overwhelming. It just takes over your entire being and you can't help but smile. Like I'm smiling right now and my eyeballs are getting a little watery because it's just such a beautiful moment and experience and to just be brought back to the place of remembering how the Lord has taken you from the pits of despair, the bottom of the dump, the lowest of your low, and to bring you into a newness of life that grants you endless joy. Um, It's just, I don't, I can't even like fathom that. I can't even explain that. I can't even put it into words how beautiful that is. And to just remember that and think about that and just be like, wow, I had nothing and I wanted nothing and I was nothing. And then the Lord stepped in and gave me everything. He gave me a new life. And I don't know, it's just the beauty of his love and what he does and how he loves you. Um, And so going back to the song and how it just reminds me of that moment, the moment that the Lord stepped in and saved my life. Um, Some of the key verses in that song. um, And I always listen to like the Bethel spontaneous version of that song, just because I love hearing these verses repeated over and over and over and over again, just like the Lord singing them over you and just kind of surrendering yourself in that space of worship and just dropping down to your knees and just being overwhelmed by the love of God. Um, So some of the key verses that um, really stand out to me are the, where they say, there's no shadow you won't light up. There's no mountain you won't climb up running after me. There's no wall you won't tear down, lie you won't kick down, or there's no wall you won't break down, lie you won't tear down coming after me. Um, And just singing that over and over and over again, just hearing that and knowing like I was literally about to be on my deathbed. I literally rejected him. I literally did everything that went against him. I sinned against him countless, 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 countless times. Like my whole life was just against him. And every single wall and fear and doubt and numbness and pain and hurt that I was experiencing, he broke through every single wall. He climbed up every single mountain. He went down into every single valley that I was in. He tore down every single lie that I was surrounding myself with. And he put himself in my life and he reminded and he told me that he loves me and that he wants me and that he's coming for me and that he wants me in to be to be in his family and just hearing that over and over and over again singing that over myself as if God's singing that over me just just allows me to bring the praise and glory to him and his faithfulness towards me and every single time I hear that song every single time I hear those lyrics in that bridge there's no shadow you won't light up there's no mountain you won't climb up coming after me like I know that for a fact because I was in the valleys I was in the lowest of the lows I was at the bottom of the pit I was living in darkness I was surrounding myself after with lie after lie after lie and the Lord broke through everything, climbed up everything, like ripped and torn through everything just to get me. Like, if that's not reckless love, I don't know what is. Um, 
And so just hearing that song and being reminded of God's faithfulness in my life, that song just always brings me back to that moment of like, you know how much the Lord loves you. And anytime I'm in in a place of doubt or in a place of like not remembering him, I can just throw that song on and just get brought back down to my knees and know, you know what, I'm sorry, Lord, that I doubted you in these moments, but I am so overwhelmed and so overcome by your love for me. And I just don't know what to do, (laughs) but praise you and cry and fall on my face and just worship you because you are faithful. You are good. Um, and so that's one of the biggest songs in my life. Um, and yeah, just hearing that song, the beauty in that song, the lyrics, the truth in that song, and just, the way that it brings me back to the place where the Lord brought me to my knees and the Lord came into my life and the Lord saved me and changed my life forever. So yeah, that's the story of how um, the Lord came into my life and also just the story of this song and how it um, just reminds me of the Lord's faithfulness to me. Um so that's that. That's the story of God's reckless love in my life and how this song brings me a place of falling on my face, praising him and thanking him for saving my life and for his reckless love towards me. Thank you for joining me this week on Unraveling. Next week, I will finish up my own personal three-part series of songs that the Lord has used to remind me of his faithfulness. I would love to ask you guys if you would subscribe to this podcast. All that means is that the episodes will automatically download to your library and alert you when a new episode has released. I will be releasing a new episode every Tuesday. So please, if you would also leave a rating and review, that helps tremendously for other listeners to find this podcast, and I would love to share how the Lord has been moving to others. Thank you again for listening, and I look forward to you tuning in next week.